Hi, I'm 3G. Evenings on Mix 106.5 in San Jose. Now, radio is one of the best ways for people to connect on a personal level. There's millions and millions of people that are listening every single day, but the radio industry is still very much centered around the perspective of cisgendered heterosexuals. So for Pride Month, I wanted to do something a little bit different and highlight some of the amazing LGBTQIA plus people that are in the radio industry. I think that's the balance that we have, like, as uh, just like minorities in general, like, and we're put like in very public spaces. And this is such a unique thing because we, our job is to like be ourselves, but you also need to find a way to be marketable. Hey, I'm 3G, evenings on Mix 106.5 in San Jose, and uh, welcome to Alphabet Radio. It's where we talk to LGBTQIA plus people in the radio industry all over the country and maybe even all over the world as well. And today I got a very special guest. You know him as Anish, part of the Morning Mess, which you can hear on Live 101.5 in Phoenix and B96 in Chicago. Nishi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulously. I love the lighting you have in the background. It's it's uh, just thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I tried because you know what? I, I I first off I have to say I appreciate you inviting me to have a conversation. Um, since the invitation, I've been keeping up with your conversations, and I saw yours with Cassie, my friend Miguel, um, and I saw one more, and I'm forgetting the name offhand, but um, I, I had to. I was like, I need to step my game up. We <laughs> trying to be. Lebequity up in here, okay. We'll we'll tell Matt Money that he uh, that he's got to step up his game if ever he's going to come back on the on the show. That's that's what we'll have to do. Period. <laughs> uh, so Anish, tell me your coming out story. So it it kind of it varies between like uh, we're talking about friends and we're talking about family. But um, you know, when I was in high school back back in my day, we did. <laughs> We did the whole, um, not we, I did the whole, like, you know, I think I'm bisexual and that was in high school. And I, I was like, you know, I think, because I, in my mind, I was like, I know I like boys, but I don't know if I don't like girls. And then um, by the time I came out, I came around to like college, literally the when I moved out and I was uh, going to college, like, I think like the first week I was just like, yeah, you guys, I'm gay. And, then, and everybody was like, yeah, yeah, but um <laughs> It's totally fine. Like I love that because I know that when I came out in high school, everybody was was doing the whole pretend like, oh, oh, oh my god, oh, and I appreciate them humoring me because I really needed to hear that at that time. But um, by the time college came, they're just like, yeah, girl, we know. But uh, with my family, I actually uh, I came out to my mom first, and I actually just to keep it simple, I had to come out to my dad twice. One, when I was like in my early 20s, and then I had to come out again when I started this job, because I don't think he realized how candid I am about um, being like an openly gay person in the world. And I tried to actually tell him before I started the gig, you know, when I got the job, I was trying to tell him, I was like, listen, I'm about to be like really honest about who I am, my life, like that's part of the job. And he cut me off and he said, I'm going to be cool with it. Um, We had a rough moment in the beginning. Um, but he came around and, and actually I wear an Apple watch and this pride. Yeah. You and me both. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, he got me this, um, pride band. Like, and he had that sent out to me and I was like, Papa, 
That's so sweet of you. So he's he's just an adorable old man now, and and we've um, I, I I love that journey for us, and I love talking about that because I think a lot of people think that when you originally have like a poor reaction when you come out to somebody that you care about and that you love, um, I, I always want to remind people that you know see it through. Of course, there's 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 moments and there's certain um, reactions, and we all have our gauges and our levels and stuff, but like see it through because. We, we we gave ourselves time. We may need to give other people time. And the other part about that too, and I love that it was it was in stages for you because that really does solidify this this idea and something that I've been trying to get across that coming out isn't like a one-time thing. It's a process. And it's something that you're doing pretty much your entire life as you start discovering new aspects of your identity, your personality, um, and and just kind of how how that works. So and I totally get it, like when you know, when you're in high school. What do we? What do you know? Like you don't know anything. So like you can you think that you are a certain way, but it isn't until you actually find the words to describe what it is that you are that you're able to vocalize that in a more authentic sort of way. Right. I yeah, and I I know I was watching some of your conversation with my friend Miguel, and you guys were talking about like you know it's being your authentic self can be very um, relieving and it can be a very positive thing for you. And I wanted to add to that. I didn't get a chance. I was watching a little bit of it before we started our conversation, but I love that conversation. But I, I always want to add that be authentic to yourself. I think a lot of people find that also to be a very finite thing, especially perhaps the cisgender heterosexuals. Um, <laughs> it is those people. Listen, it's um, June. It's illegal to be straight. So <laughs> get out of jail. Put them all in jail. Lock them up right now. Put them out, toss them out in the trash can. They go. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. This month is about getting the heteros to be very upset. Row, I'm, I'm ready. Exactly, um, exactly. But um, the authenticity is an ever evolving thing, and like you know, it would be an incredibly boring experience as a human being if you just realize like for me at the age of like 18, 19 years old, like this is exactly who I am and that's it. No, it, it changes. I question my identity regularly. I, I sometimes I wonder about things all the time and it's not just even specifically about maybe like my sexual orientation or my gender identity. It's just like in general, that's what I don't know. To me, that's part of the experience of being a human being, darling. Exactly. We, we should be, looking at our identities as something to be interrogated so that we can get a better understanding of who we are as a person and like our boundaries and how we're going to react to the world, how the world, how we want the world to perceive us. And I think that's just a, it's, it's an incredibly important part of the, the coming out process. I feel part of, part of coming out is you keep on coming out, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, mm -hmm. you were out then before you got into radio or when you got into radio? I was out before I got into radio. Actually, when I got the job, first of all, I didn't think it was going to happen. Like, I was like, these people are ridiculous. I was like, what are they talking about? I, I never had, like, a specific goal to get into radio. I got my job from an open audition. It was just an open call. And um, I knew, like, for me, for example, like, I've been working with uh, the lead of the show on the Morning Mass, Joey, since the beginning. So I've been with him since... Um, uh, for seven years now. And um, what's what's great is, is that in high school, his show would come to the high school and would like come and like uh, do like lunchtime takeovers. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Like I was like, th that's why I was like, there's no way. Like that's not gonna happen. But um, 
I did it because I just always wanted to be an entertainment. Again, a, a gay man wanting to be an entertainer. What? <laughs> like, that never happens. No, no, no. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I did like the auditions because I was just trying to, like, live out my fantasy of doing something in entertainment. And it was like a last-ditch hope. I was like, I don't know. My bestie had told me, like, to do this. I'm going to give it a shot. But when I was given like the final interview with my app, with my boss at the time who had hired me, um, I had said one of the things was, is that like, I, I have to, um, I can't hold back on like my experience as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Like I, I, I have to um, be very, I don't even know if honest is the right word, but like, I have to be very forthright with it. Like I was very like, the gay agenda is on and popping, honey. Like, I, I'm going to be doing this. I, I was raised in Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona's uh, understandably and has the reputation of being um, a very conservative state. And so one of my big, like, FUs to um, just some of the ideologies that I had seen and, like, heard of growing up is that I wanted to challenge that. And I felt like the platform was a great opportunity for me to do so. I didn't have any long-term goals. It was just like, let me just do this until they tell me to get out. And then they never did. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing story. Like, thank you. Being able to, uh, you know, uh, meeting Joey, like when you're in high school and then suddenly you're working with him. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's also why I was like, y'all are your mind. Like there's, this is not, I swear. I thought they were going to pull the rug from under my feet at any given point in time. And then I think it was maybe like, I still was working at a call center when I got the job. And I remember like, I was like two or three weeks into it and my boss wanted to have a meeting with me. And I was like, oh, I have to go to my other job. And he was like, what do you, quit the job. You're he, you're part of the morning show now. And I was like, what? 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 <laughs> so it took a minute for me to, it, it's very much my personality, but it took a minute for me to be like, oh, this is happening for you. Okay. And now y'all are in two cities. You're in, uh, you're in Phoenix, Arizona and you're in Chicago. So do you live in Chicago? Yeah, I'm current. This is my, uh, this is my Chicago residence. We are back and forth between both the cities, which is wild. She's, uh, she might be a homosexual, but she's bi-coastal. Yeah, so I we we do. Go Damn back it! And forth, I need so. to get I need to get syndicated so I can say that now. I know. Damn, well, that's good. That. You have your own ways of doing. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so like this this transition is very very new. So we had actually um, been, this was another this was another one of those things where I was like, yeah, uh, can I cuss on this? I shouldn't cuss. Yeah, you can cuss. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's a web okay. series. Like, it's 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 okay. I was like, yeah, fuck it, right? Like, we're moving to... Like, I was like, get out of here. No, we're not. Deadass the whole time. I was like, no, we're not. I, I, I was in agreement with it. Like, to me, this was a, this is a great opportunity. Um, there's so many more specifics that I don't even want to get into. But, you know, I was like, hell yeah, it's a bigger market. Hell yeah, it's a bigger market. Put y'all out of your mind. Because my co-hosts, um, like, I'm single, so it's just me. I'm one of, of four people on the morning mess and two of the four members are parents and they support their family. So I was like, yeah, 
like we're gonna move our families up to Chicago, please. Like I'm from Phoenix. You know, another one of my co-hosts is, is born and raised in Phoenix, but um, here we are. How do you like the culture shock between Phoenix, Arizona, and Chi Town? Um, it's really wild. I think like the most shocking thing so far is that like visually, it's just completely different in terms of like the actual like environment, and um. So, so the the T also is that this isn't our first attempt at um, attempt is a terrible word, but this isn't the first time that um, the show has been put in a different city. So we were also in Los Angeles, and that was happening for like a year and a half before the company ended up like uh, uh, changing their mind with the station that we were on in LA. So um, why I say that to say like I gotten a chance to be in LA and I love the city and I loved our listeners, but I guess like my thought was is that being in a bigger city meant that people were going to be like meaner and people are not mean here. Like people are like incredibly nice. Like, I was at a bar. Oh my God. I was at a bar and it was supposed to be like, um, I live in an apartment complex and like it was supposed to be like the happy hour for the complex. And I think I got there too late. Some random fool came up to me. It was just like to to me and my my co-host Carla, and was just like, "Hey, you guys seem like you're really fun. Do you guys want to join us?" And I don't know about you, but like that's never happened to me before. Where like you're just in a public setting, they're like, "Hey, come hang out with us," and they bought us shots, and I was like, "Uh, am am I am I a, a Chicago ten out here?" <laughs> <laughs> Take advantage of the Midwest, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Everybody here is just so nice. Like I know one time I was I was also walking because I'm new here. And I was just kind of like looking around and this, uh, a couple came up to me and they were just like, sweetie, are you lost? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but um, I've never, I never had that happen to me. I don't even think even in Phoenix, that's no shade, but um, I appreciate everybody here. It's just like you said, the Midwest nights. Yeah. You can't go straight if you're not. So we always get lost. <laughs> you, you better, you better. Ladies and gentlemen, and it's a wrap, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Girls, gays, and days, it's a wrap. I'm That's sorry. right. <laughs> uh, something that I absolutely love about your your content on your Instagram is is how unabashedly queer you are. You're like you're you're open, you're out, and you have a great time. Have you gotten ever any pushback from uh, from any of the stations that you've worked at? Um, you know, I don't know if pushback is the, is the correct word. It's been very uh, supportive. So I will say that, like, I, I think that, um, you know, when I, when I first got hired, I, I was expecting, I was expecting to be like, yeah, bitch, I'm, I'm be gay and what, but, um, <laughs> you know, everybody was like, yeah, that's, we understand that going, it's kind of like the whole, like going back to the high school thing where it's like, yes, babe, we know you're gay or college. We know you're gay. It, yeah, absolutely. We understand. But um, there's been some like specific things, like little instances here and there. And what I think has been a really positive experience is that um, it's never like a long lasting, or like a terrible um, uh, moment of conflict. Like uh, it's usually been like uh, educating moments, like, there were times where like, I think like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a trans individual, I'm not part of like trans community in particular, but I think there was some point where there was some piece of content where I heard like a slur, like towards the trans community. And I was like, y'all, we can't be doing, and this was a long time ago, but I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 we can't put that on the air. You need to take that out right now. And, um, 
you know, it was it was more like a, a, a teachable moment. So I guess like maybe that was the conflict there. But the resolve was like, oh, I didn't know. I think that's a really good way to kind of go about things. Like, I mean, you know, years ago is is it was just thinking about 10 years ago, how things were, were different. 15 years ago, how things were different. 20 years ago, it was a completely different world. Like, I'm just uh, thinking about like you remember in uh, it what was it 2004 or five at the um, the Grammy Awards when um, uh, when Madonna and uh, Britney kissed and it was like this big deal. But nowadays, it's like, oh, if that happened on, you know, if, if Dove Cameron did it on stage, nobody would care. Lil Nas X did it on stage, and there was a lot of, of pushback. But that's that, that, There's also, like, racism that's attached to that. Right, yeah. And, <laughs> and I, but I think it's because also, like, like what I love about what my baby, because I, in my mind, I'm Lil Nas X's auntie. And so, like, what I love about my baby Lil Nas X, what he's doing is that he's also being very unabashedly queer. And he's being very forthcoming because, like, I think that's the balance that we have, like, as uh, just like minorities in general, like, and we're put like in very public spaces. And this is such a unique thing because we, our job is to like be ourselves, but you also need to find a way to be marketable. And so you do have to strike this balance between like, what does authenticity look like under the lens of being, I don't know if palatable or marketable is the right word, but like, you know, we still have to deal with, we have rules. Like, I, I can't go out. I can't go on the air and start cussing. Oh, for sure. I, mean, yeah. I could. But I, you know. FCC, listen, we need to have a talk. It's 2022. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's my take on it, too. But, you know, I'm not going to put the bill. So for I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a real fast um, way for a radio person to lose their job. <laughs> period. <laughs> period. And I'm not trying to deal with that. But, um. But yeah, so like, you know, no matter what, like the moment even you walk outside, like everybody's trying to find their, how how to strike that balance and what that looks like for every individual person. And I, I love, I don't even know where the hell I was going with this, but I just love the Lil Nas X is, is challenging that uh, a lot and things have changed a lot and they're going to continue to change per. Exactly. I like to think of it as kind of like being an ambassador for my uh, for my identity. So like as as somebody okay. who is bisexual, I'm like, OK, well, I'm public and I have the you know, I have the privilege of I have a lot of privilege in that I am I am white. I am, uh, you know, oh, I know, right? Uh, my parents were extremely accepting of me when I came out, and I I have the ability to and and I have a platform. So I see these as like intersectional pieces of my privilege that I have to be able to recognize. And then I also have to use those um, as a way of being a good ambassador for myself and my identity. So, and that means learning a little bit more about intersectionalism and, and about the ways in which the LGBTQIA plus community interacts with other marginalized identities, how extremely important black voices were in the building of the, uh, of pride. Um, oh my God. And yes. it, so, so, you know, we, there's, there's so many different aspects that we, that we do have to learn as, as queer people. And I, you know, it's, it's a lot, but it's important that we're, that we at least are able to recognize it. Absolutely. Like, and first of all, I mean, just shout out to you because I, I think that one of the things when it comes to our privileges, because I, I too agree with that. Like I have an incredible amount of privilege. All of us do, regardless of your identity with, with what we do for a living. 
Um, but it's super important to continue to learn about those intersections because one of the negative things that you could do with our privilege is just not care. And I've also seen people not not specific to like our industry in particular, just like in general, where um, there's just no interest in learning about um, ways of life and just um, uh, just different identities outside of their own because they don't necessarily have to. And it's like it's a gift and a curse because. You know, technically, you don't have to know about it if you don't want to, but it's a disservice to yourself and to the community that you're a part of at large if you don't take the time to uh, do some education. So good on you, honey. So I and I hate being the guy in the meeting that's like, uh, no, Sam Smith's pronouns are they them. Demi Lovato's uh, pronouns are they them. I hate doing that, but I, I have to because it's one of my biggest pet peeves when we're like in the middle of a meeting and somebody misgenders them. I'm like. Y'all, we we have to be better than this. We need to be better than this. It's it's so important that we do this because we are the ambassadors for it. we we're able to because we have this platform. We have to be able to do this. We have to be better um uh, better representatives for for culture essentially. So oh totally and and real quick on that like you know I've done a lot of volunteer work. I, I'm trying to get more involved in Chicago, but in Phoenix. I was doing very consistent work with um, a youth center that was geared towards the LGBTQ community called One in Ten. And one of the things that I loved, because that was where I really started to like interact directly with people who um, challenged the gender binary. And, you know, I learned a lot more about like understanding pronouns being beyond just like attached to the sex that you're born with. Um, one thing that I, I, I loved the most is that your intention is also something that's very, very important when it comes to that. And if you, there's a huge difference between accidentally misgendering somebody and intentionally misgendering somebody. So, um, you know, like I, I try to lead and maybe, I don't know if this helps for you at all, but like, I always try to lead with compassion where it's like, listen, we're all honestly learning about this. Like I'm learning about it. I didn't know about that going into the job when I started in 2015, but, um, as long as we can all keep an open mind, because yes, it is important. We are ambassadors, but um, I think that there's also a fine line between like, how dare you? How dare you do that? When <laughs> yes. you know, at one point in time, I didn't know either. Like I didn't. So yeah, we're I, all I on hope... this journey together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that we can we can continue to be compassionate because I feel like that's that's the way to get to the ultimate goal. But also shout out to you for um, for being conscious of like correcting pronouns because yeah, I mean, we gotta be baby. Like if we're gonna play a Sam Smith song, I mean, Demi Lovato, wait, Demi's song comes out this week. Soon, <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm hella excited. It looks fabulous. They're going the for like quick. this this dark gothic thing, this dark alt gothic punk thing, and I'm I'm all about it. <laughs> is that your th- is that your tea? Is that like your it's, um, it, yeah your yeah? I work for a pop station, but I'm I'm definitely a goth at heart. So <laughs> hey, live your best life. I'm so lucky because I I were, I'm I'm a pop girl and I, I'm in pop music, and I've learned by just meeting other people in general that that doesn't necessarily happen all the time. And I know that we all, you know, nothing's perfect, but I'm like, oh my gosh, because my playlist is our playlist. <laughs> that always helps. So you yeah. you, uh, you volunteer with an organization called, is it One in Ten? Yes. So um, I think, like, to be quite honest, you, you, do you know where that comes from? Like, every one in ten person, like, way back in the day, that's like, that's a gay person. I think that that number might, that, that statistic might be a little... 
um, obsolete. But um, it's a longstanding organization that started in Phoenix like decades ago, and it ended up continuing to grow and develop, and it ended up turning into um, a really fabulous resource for specifically for youth. And you don't necessarily need to identify as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, but what I love is that it's it's just so much there for um, for the kids and I, I, for the youth. That's that's the proper word. I'm not even supposed to call them kids, but like uh, selfishly, what I loved was is that it was one of the first times that I went in and um, the youth there were just like uh, they looked and they were like, oh my god, if you can do that, then maybe I can too. And I feel like that's been a consistent with your conversations with people that. Ooh, that clicked, that connected. I was like, oh, uh, this fills my tank up. Let's keep coming back here because I, I want to help. It's that representation. It's that representation juice. It just fills you right the hell up and it, it feels so good. It does. And I encourage any and everybody. I think like the first time I did like volunteer with like any kind of um, uh, a youth center, I was in college and I did not anticipate enjoying it as much as I did. I, I did like a this thing called a read to me program at a transitional shelter um, in, in Phoenix. And I just connected with this kid that I found out later on was like a big time problem child, I guess, for everybody there. And he never uh, behaved and he never sat down. They were like, but you two like clicked. And he would always just, um, I, I don't know. It was, it was very nice and it felt very good to be able to connect with with someone and just to kind of be like some role model or just to sh give them some semblance of like, um, of security. How many listeners have like come up to you and said, Hey, I, I love your story or like, uh, uh, talk about the things that you've done on air. Um, so I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't like to quantify that because then I feel like at that point, that's when, um, people's egos can really start to get, uh, and so I, I always take it with a grain of salt and I just kind of try to, um, to keep pushing because I don't, I, I don't know if it's the imposter syndrome or what, but it's like, I always, in my mind, I'm just like, this could, this could be taken away from me at any moment in time. I don't know. So I'm just like, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, but I try to be on my best Beyonce and I'm just like, listen, I, I just have to be in myself and I, I try to, to qualify what I'm doing within me. And if people enjoy it, that's great. If people don't enjoy it, that's great. Cause I get it on both sides. I, um, uh, uh, you, you bring up imposter syndrome and I gotta tell you, that is such a common thing. We all almost, I, I cannot tell you a single person that is a part of the LGBTQIA plus community that has not felt imposter syndrome at some point. And it's just because of this patriarchal society that we live in, mm -hmm. that we're told that whatever we are and what we believe and the things that we know about ourselves to be true are not true. And we have to, we have to fight against it. <laughs> we have to fight against that. Cause that we do. Yeah. Um, well, I, and I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but, you're um, fine. I, I just want to add is that like, because of that, like, I think it can also be incredibly overwhelming that, you know, your existence and what you're doing is like, there's no other way to say it other than groundbreaking. And what I'm doing is groundbreaking. And there's a lot of times where I would talk to my group of friends, um, my co-host Joey, my group of gay friends, he nicknamed him the gay mafia. And I'm just like, 
hilarious and I just like connected but um but I would say these things to them and it was really interesting to see how some of them were just like they could not hear it they were like ah what are you talking about I'm not trying to do all that I'm not trying to be all that I'm just trying to like live my life and it's like absolutely because it can be very overwhelming to think about like we are all in it's just I don't know if it's a gift or a curse or what but just by being a part of this community and doing what we do and existing, it's, it's groundbreaking. And we, I think that you should be proud of that. I think you should be proud of that. You. That's right. You that are watching this right now, you should be absolutely proud of yourself, your identity, and all of the amazing things that you have accomplished. Um, so uh, uh, you, you brought up the gay mafia. And I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but there is a term for the LGBTQIA plus community and it's alphabet mafia. Uh-huh. And as somebody who is I Italian, love I love it. <laughs> oh, that oh, that is even better. Yes, the alphabet mafia per. I had a um a listener make me uh custom shirts that said alphabet mafia on it, and it was like like rainbow embossed, like a black shirt and a white shirt. Oh my God. I was like, girl, shout out to you, Stephanie. I don't know if you're going to watch this, but like, girl, you're for work. Stephanie, can I get one too? Cause like, <laughs> hell. <laughs> for real. But yes. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. I love that for you. Where, what do you have a mafia? I, I have like, a, there's a, there's a big group of us that are, that are all very, very queer. <laughs> we just kind of, we go and we invade spaces on the internet and it's, it's pretty fantastic. I, I, I love, I love the community. They're, they're, they're just delightful. I absolutely love hearing that. Yes. Tay, listen, I, I said it from the very beginning of this uh, career path that I'm on right now, and I, I maintain it, the gay agenda. It's it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of not. Today's gay agenda, iced coffee. And after that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had, I'm drinking my freaking like gallon, but you know, we gotta swirl it. We gotta swirl it. <laughs> I've got my boba cup, too. so I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, well, see, you're, you're way better prepared than I am, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So I asked this of everybody, uh, and uh, uh, because I think that it's a really good question to uh, to, to finish on. But if you okay. were going to give advice to somebody that is LGBTQIA plus and is looking to get into radio, what advice would you give them? Um, I don't. I, I want to say like this is incredibly honest because this is actually the advice that I would give myself um, if I could go back in time. And my advice is. Um, do not tell these straight people that you're going to be an advocate for the community. I love do that. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I did that going into this and, um, it's not that that was like a horrible experience for me, but you know, the more that I learned about being a member of the community, the more and more I, I understand that like, like just like it, part of being any community, like we're not the monolith for that. We're not the be all end all of anything. Like the only thing that I truly like I'm a full representative of is a niche at the end of the day. So I, I would say to you, um, that's all that you truly represent. And so I don't want you to put an unnecessary amount of pressure on yourself because it will come or it did for me. It came uh, several times where I just felt very overwhelmed in uh, the amount of information I needed to know. Um, if, if things didn't go exactly according to plan, you know, like there's, um, I, I don't want this to sound shady specific to anybody, but like, I felt like me saying that I was like an advocate for the community, it 
became like a safe haven for everybody else except for me. And that's not what my goal was. So don't do that shit. <laughs> Anish, part of the morning mess, which you can hear live 1015 in Phoenix and B96 in Chicago. Hey, go follow him. Nishi Minaj on Twitter and on Instagram. He's heckin' amazing and fabulous, and you're killing it, my friend. You are amazing, and you are a wonderful human being, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, and thank you for doing what you're doing. I love the series that you you created, and I'm so glad I'm, I'm getting to learn more about more people. I loved your conversation with Cassie. That was like, I love that we have trans representation in this industry, and I know that we're signing off, so just uh, thank you very much for being a fabulous human being. Um, I love you all, and, and yeah, follow all things. <laughs> <laughs>